...settle and listen to the waves, his eyes closed. He drew the salty air deep into his lungs, savoring this, his final day. Carrie would be sad, but part of her would be relieved. She'd put on a brave face that morning when he kissed her goodbye. He'd told her he was going fishing after his doctor's appointment. When the authorities knocked on her door to give her the bad news, she'd swear that her husband could never have taken his own life. But deep down she'd know the truth. He stepped onto the deck, setting up his fishing poles. There were appearances to be kept up in case someone found his boat intact after he was swept overboard by a rogue wave. He was baiting a hook when a harsh voice broke into his thoughts. Who are the others? Malcolm spun around, the bait sliding through his fingers. A man stood a yard behind him, feet planted firmly, arms crossed over his chest. There was hate in his narrowed eyes, and Malcolm felt fear shiver down his spine. Who are you? The man took a steady step forward despite the rocking. Who are the others? The others? I don't know what you're talking about, he lied. The man pulled a letter from his pocket, and Malcolm's stomach roiled, recognizing both the letter and the handwriting as his own. Malcolm thought back 21 years and thought he knew who the man was. He definitely knew what the man wanted. Who are the others? The man asked once again, carefully spacing each word. Malcolm shook his head. No, I'm not going to tell you. The man reached into his other pocket and pulled out a long filleting knife. He held it up, examining the sharp edge. I'll kill you he said, with little emotion. I don't care. I'm going to die anyway, or had you not noticed. The boat pitched, and Malcolm stumbled, but the man stood firm. He's got sea legs. If he was who Malcolm thought he was, that made sense. The man's father had been a fisherman back then. In the years since, businesses had been lost, lives splintered, ruined, because of what we did, what I did, he'll kill me, and I'd deserve it. But he had no intention of divulging the other's identities, nor a wish to die horribly. He lunged toward the side. But the man was fast, grabbing Malcolm's arm and shoving him into a deck chair, binding his hands and feet with a length of twine he pulled from his back pocket. He'd come prepared. I'm going to die. The man rose, threateningly. Who? are the others. His heart pounding, Malcolm stared up at the man he'd wronged and said nothing. The man shrugged. You'll tell. If I had more time, I'd do everything to you that you did to her. He met Malcolm's eyes. Everything. Malcolm swallowed as he remembered everything that had been done that night so long ago. I'm sorry. I said I was sorry but I didn't do anything to her, I swear it. Yeah, the man said bitterly. I got that from your letter, and when you finally confessed, you were too much of a coward to sign your name. It was true. He'd been a coward then and now. How did you know it was me? I figured it was one of you. Y'all ran together then. Y'all signed that team picture. Malcolm closed his eyes, seeing it. 
They'd been young and so damn arrogant. They thought they had the world by the tail. The one in the trophy case at the high school, he sneered. The very one. Your handwriting hasn't changed much in 21 years. You still make your M's the same way. It didn't take a genius to track that letter to you, which brings me back to the reason for my dropping by. You will tell me what I want to know. I won't. Like I said in the letter, that's between them and God. So no, I'm sorry. The man's sneer became a sinister smile. We'll see about that. He disappeared below deck, and Malcolm pulled at his bonds, knowing it was futile. His mind was flashing pictures, all the sick, disgusting things that had been done to the girl that night so long ago, as he'd stood and watched and done nothing.